Hello, and welcome to another episode of Interactive Control, the place to get all your burning industrial control questions answered. I'm your host, Michelle Rosinski. Today my guest is Dr. Rajiva Kumar. Rajiva is currently the Advanced Technology and Digital Leader for Nexus Controls. He has 29 years of experience in research and development for control systems. In the past, he has worked for National Aerospace Laboratories in India, the German Aerospace Center in Germany, and the GE Global Research Center in the United States on projects such as flight control programs, actuator fault detection, isolation and configuration, physics-based modeling, model-based sensing and controls, parameter estimation, and signal processing. Rajiva has a Bachelor's of Technology in Aeronautical Engineering, a Master's of Technology in Aerospace Engineering, a Master's of Science in Electrical Engineering and Computer Science, and a PhD in Aerospace Engineering. In this episode, Rajiva and I continue talking about the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or 4IR. In case you forgot, we left off last time talking about edge computing examples. Let's jump right into part two of this two-part series. The example what I just gave was about the uptime, but there are other examples where you want to implement 4IR solution without cloud to improve your bottom line by smartly changing the process operation. So for example, there are cases where you may like to change certain set points in your control system automatically or through operator assistance based on certain outside, quote unquote, outside information like weather condition, fleet information, downstream asset conditions, or maybe market condition, or in the case of oil field, like what is happening elsewhere in the reservoir. All these are external conditions based on which you want to derive certain insight, and that insight may uh, uh, you may like to use for changing the set point of your controller. And in, in, in many such cases, you can achieve a lot of benefit by having an edge device that is communicating with control network, field devices, and other external systems in order to obtain those necessary input uh, for customers and, uh, and have like custom AI, a machine learning algorithm to generate required set point uh, and communicate this back to the ICS um, for the appropriate action. And in both these scenarios, both these kind of scenarios, you don't want to need, uh, you don't want to use cloud, and uh, and and you are not using cloud, and you are not sending any data or, or uh, process data, internal data to the outside world. But you can still get a lot of benefit by 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 these connectivities, right? By benefit um, by this four IR. And if it and if you prefer, I mean, this is up to you. You may still use cloud for the lifecycle management of the applications. And in that case, you will design your network in, in such a way that your edge box is not exposed to the external um, internet uh, directly. And you are and, and uh, if exposed, you are brokering this connection manually with a lot of cybersecurity um, uh, features or uh, um, um, like elements in place. So, so yes, I mean, I, when people talk about 4IR, they are, they are a lot of time they are, uh, they are reflecting, uh, they are talking about cloud computing, but it does not need to be cloud computing. Think about connectivity. Think about how the connectivity and share of uh, and sharing information can help your business. And that sharing of information doesn't need to be on the cloud. Does not need to have a, a, a need to happen to cloud. So, thanks for the question. It, I, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was very uh, important to, uh, to get this message out. 
Yeah, sure. Can you help me understand the bit that you said at the end that if uh, someone wanted to continue to use the cloud for lifecycle management, but also get the benefits of the edge computing, they could keep, they could create a separation there. I didn't quite understand that part. So, so, so basically, like, uh, so what I was mentioning is like when you develop any complex algorithm, um, yeah, like analytics, which is running on your uh, on your edge device, and uh, as you gain more information, more expertise, and uh, and uh, like uh, more experience with your application, you may like to update uh, update those applications, right? So basically, that's the lifecycle management part of that application. And so, how do how do I uh, how do I update this lifecycle management? Uh, sorry, how do I update this this uh, this application, this this analytics, which is running on the edge device, which is not connected to the internet, which is not connected to the outside world? And that's where I was saying that you can design network where there are two ways of doing this. Like so, one way you can you can broker this outside uh, connection uh, manually to make sure that uh, no no um like um um. Uh, like unwanted elements are trying to get into your system. Uh, that's one. The other thing is like uh, a hybrid approach of of um, of old time and new time, right? So you you can have a computer or you can have a a, a, a server on your premise which is talking to the cloud. Okay, and this is this server is not connected to your control system at all, right? But this is this is like in your uh, in your enterprise network, which is connected to the uh, to the outside network, uh, like outside internet, and connected to the cloud. And you can you can uh, make sure that um, they you can um, make sure that you have all the uh, you can update your analytics through this mean where you are updating the the analytics on this um, server. Which is not part of your control network from the cloud, and then maybe manually or maybe some other way, you are transferring this 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 piece of analytics to inside your control network. So if you are very worried about cybersecurity and like uh, somebody attacking your system, you can do this part manually, but you can still make sure that all the all the uh, uh, required updates or all the all the all the uh, appropriate updates are happening in almost. Um, like uh, quote unquote real time, uh, which is not real time, but quote in uh, quote unquote when it's needed. So this way you can you can you can um, like uh, mitigate the risk. Right, and the reason I ask is because I know that our users are very concerned about yes. the lifecycle issues and and also the cybersecurity potential concerns around using cloud. But I think if if we can you know figure out a way to instill confidence in the use of the cloud and also, you know, an understanding of the benefits of how it can help with lifecycle concerns, which is one of the biggest concerns that we hear about over and over again from end users. Um, you know, I think that can be a real benefit of 4IR. Yes. So do you have any recommendations for any of our listeners that might be looking to get started um, or or do more with with the 4IR technologies? Oh, um, great question, Michelle. Once again, um, I think all our industrial customers should be looking to get started on this journey if they have not already. And the reason is, as I said earlier, 4IR is different from earlier uh, industrial revolution in terms of speed, scope, and impact. Like the speed is unprecedented, is going to affect, and 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 the impact is system wide, uh, uh, and the system wide impact is very broad. 
And so, um, uh, so I think every industrial customer should be thinking about this seriously because this has potential to disrupt um, their business. And even if you leave out, uh, leave us out, uh, leave aside the potential of uh, disruption. I mean, on the positive side, I mean, four, four, I, four IR technologies have potential to make your system smarter, uh, more autonomous, and more autonomous, and um, can lead to the productivity gain, right? So, having said that, the reason for a company to get started on four IR should be to create new growth opportunities, improve customer both internal external experiences, as well as to to remain relevant and viable in the future. Um, now, as I said again and again, the, at the core of 4IR is more automation and, uh, and autonomous operation through connectivity and uh, data slash information sharing. Right. So a company looking to get started on this journey must start by carefully evaluating their business practices, operation rhythm, products, and by figuring out how we improve connectivity uh, and the timely access to the information can help them improve their products and better align them uh, with with their as well as customers' expectations. And um, and um, like uh, like when I say information, I, I I think it's clear from the context that the information what I mean is basically the knowledge and not just the data, right? So just to give you some um, examples and um, like how um, connectivity and information sharing could improve um, our customer product, and maybe through this example, they can they can they can they can reflect on their own businesses and uh, uh, and their own products and uh, and see like uh, how does this fit into their um, their framework. So consider like uh, see um, <clears throat> like consider if uh, you are a power producer, right? Using a simple cycle gas turbine, and you are in a market where you need to bid a day in advance for how much power you can put on the grid next day at certain time at certain price so on and so forth and for best resource utilization you would like to bid the maximum power that you can produce um, uh, so to be able to do that you may like to know um, given expected weather next day um, like what is the maximum power your gas turbine is capable of producing Right. One way of finding that out is could be scanning through the historical historical production data, similar conditions with some correlate, uh, some um, correction for degradation and so on and so forth. Or maybe through simulation, uh, simulating a digital twin of assets. Moreover, due to unprecedented demand, you won't mind um, maybe taking a maintenance dent by pushing your machine a little harder to generate that little uh, extra power, which can make you more revenue because because the market is very hot, right? So if you want to do that, uh, of course, you need information to trade off the maintenance penalty with the extra revenue that you can generate. And this, these kind of scenario, they may seem very trivial, but look more deeply, and you will find that the important information to make quick and reliable decision may not reside with the person who needs it, where it's needed, and when he needs it, right? When that, uh, uh, like he or she needs it. So, for example, the person who is bidding for the day ahead market, do they have the latest information of the plant operation, their maintenance need, what is the condition of their plant, are uh, like um, maintenance data of the plant, are required analytics to make the right trade-off? Most likely, no. Uh, but in this case, having a right connectivity and information um, could improve the bottom line directly. So, this is one kind of operation, like one kind of example. Uh, where you will see like how 4IR comes into picture and how it helps the customer. 
similarly depending upon your business like there there um, you have to ask is there business advantage uh, advantage in having connectivity between uh, say machine health uh, and the prognosis system supply chain and your erp system and th these are the kind of questions one need to ask like how these connect how connectivity how the connectivity and shared information can help your business so for example like is the right information provided to the right consumer of that information um like we did a program uh, michelle if you remember like where uh, we realized that most of the process and diagnostic alarm data and the alarm information they are they are actually presented to operator screen like and is the operator right is the right consumer for that diagnostic alarm most likely not you want this information to be provided to your maintenance engineer and so that he can take he and she uh, he or she can take the timely action or for mm -hmm. example yeah and uh, or for example is the relevant information uh, available to the right person in timely fashion to cut down say downtime right so for example say um, a tech person in your company gets a notification to attend a problem on one of your assets won't it be great if uh, that even before that person uh, start to attend a problem he or she has all the relevant information about the problem like when the problem happened what was uh, the machine doing like is is there any diagnostic diagnostic data any any relevant time series data um before the problem happened what about any alarm like is there any, is this machine has any history of such problem and if it if it is there like uh, uh, if it if the answer is yes like how was it troubleshooted last time and while that person is there won't it be great that the tech person could get access to all the relevant manuals what about um uh, like in um, like when he needs it what about access to expert in other part of the uh, of the country uh, uh, of the company in real time um where he can describe the problem accurately get their feedback and um even share videos or pictures like in in, in real time and these kind of like if you look around this i mean these kind of things what we are looking for uh like these are the kind of problems where 4ir um comes into picture and anyway you know where i'm going like um there these are the kind of analysis or these are kind of the problems that are are the uh, evaluation you may like to do when you're thinking about 4IR. So to summarize, any company who's trying to get into 4IR journey should analyze what information will make their business more productive, more relevant, and uh, who need that information, when that information is needed, what data is required to generate that information, and is their current business practice or operation rhythm or the way their business is set up slowing uh, slowing things down or putting constraint in creating and providing access to that and so this is one expert of 4ir which they should be uh, uh, like the our customers should be questioning and looking at another another point uh, which i would like to point out is a lot of companies are facing the problem of of um, 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 attrition or the, or the retirement of experienced workforce and how they, they should be they should start thinking how they want to add this this problem because the once the experience is gone it's gone like so some of the things we are talking about here fits right there into addressing this kind of issue where you can share information you can share expertise um of, uh, which is residing in one part of the company to the to the broader part another another consideration um, um like which i want to uh, mention here uh, any company which is wanting to move into this 4ir um, space should be looking at their business model 
Um, for example, like with with option to have connected enterprise, like all the way from connected products to connected demand to connected manufacturing to connected logistic and finance. Um, what can they do or how this connectivity will provide them um, benefit in terms of productivity, in terms of bottom line, in terms of like uh, cutting the cost of production? And um, another thing I would I'd like to say before closing on this question is if you look around, the economy is becoming more and more service oriented where companies are owning very small resources or very small part of the whole chain. And then there are aggregators and coordinators which are taking this product and channeling this to the right market. And I think uh, our company, uh, our our customer should be asking like what role they their company can should be playing in this chain. Mm, so yeah, that is a, a great consideration for end users to be thinking about. Uh, one thing I really liked about your answer is I know that there are some of our listeners that are concerned about the impact of 4IR, especially around autonomous operations, which you mentioned at, at one point. And we've, we've talked about this in a previous episode too. It's not that the need for operators, engineers, maintenance personnel is going to go away, but exactly. the role that they play is going to shift. Right. So they they're going to need to be more business savvy. They're going to need to be able to understand the information that is now available to them through these technologies and be able to make business decisions based on that data. And that's where they're going to be able to add value in the future. Would you agree? Exactly. Exactly. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, before we close, I would like to ask if there's any other factors around 4IR that you think are important to discuss that we haven't touched on yet. Uh, Great question, Michelle, once again, and I think a couple of things uh, I'll mention. Let's first discuss the elephant in the room, which is cybersecurity, right? Um, (laughs) There's no doubt that with connected system, having a possible external connections, expose them to outside cyber attack um, uh, and uh, make it more vulnerable. There's no doubt about that. However, I feel that this risk is little overblown. This is risk is little overemphasized. And a lot of things are contributing to that. And some of them is like uh, people not being very aware, like what is out there? How can you protect all this? So with proper product design, uh, employer trainings, appropriate cybersecurity measures, and multiple layer of production by uh, protection by design of what we call uh, defense in depth. The cyber risk can be properly addressed. I have absolutely no doubt. And so the company should be looking at the benefit of 4IR and thinking how should I use this in our business and uh, how do I mitigate or retire the risk of cyber attack instead of thinking that, hey, this is too risky. No, this is not too risky. Okay. Uh, the I think the second thing I would like to mention is that, uh, and, and this is again on the caution side, um, as I mentioned earlier, that the scope and system impact of 4IR is very wide, and almost every business will feel the impact one way or other. And because of this wide impact, there's also some time a tendency to oversell it. Sometimes it does feel like what uh, one of my colleagues says, like whatever the problem is, the answer seems to be AI, ML, like uh, AI, machine learning, IoT. <laughs> so 
so I do want to caution around the hype, and uh, and and that's why one need to do a careful analysis of their business operation, their business rhythm, their product, and figure out how 4IR could help them. At the end of the day, one should not lose sight to why we are doing all this, which is to improve productivity, stay relevant, to meet customer expectation, and improve bottom line. And how how the the how um, uh, better connectivity and information share can help these things. And also one of the approach one uh, uh, like the approach always uh, like one of the approach to 4IR should always be customer centric. What customers would expect of your business in next to uh, next say five to ten years, and how you want that to be delivered, and how do you want to change customer experience? And these 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 all these things should be an integral part of 4IR discussion and and the careful evaluation of where the 4IR tech 4IR technology can help them so yeah with any project right you it's typically better not to try to do a big bang right it's better to try to identify small chunks that you can break off that you think are going to give you value and so if you're not already heading down the 4IR path then machine learning and complex data algorithms are probably not your first step right there's there's things that you can take before that Exactly, and 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 always keep in mind, like 4IR, when we talk about this, all about how the connectivity and sharing of information is going to help you uh, right. to to make your 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 system more more um, uh, like to improve the automation in your system uh, in your production environment or in your system in your business, and how to make it more autonomous. So these are the things one always have to start from there, and then see okay where it can help me and how it can help me. Right. Yes, exactly. So last question. We do try to keep this show vendor agnostic so that it's just going to be valuable to any listener, regardless of whether or not they're a customer of Nexus Controls. But this is also a Nexus Controls podcast. So do you like to take a little time at the end? Um, can you talk a bit about how Nexus Controls might be able to help our listeners with 4IR? Sure. Um um, great question once again, and I'm glad that you asked this. So as you know that Nexus Control has been controls business for multiple decades, like we provide uh, Nexus Encore as DCS, as well as unit controls in multiple market segments like power gen, oil and gas, industrial. And we also have a great uh, cybersecurity product, uh, Nexus OT Armor, to address uh, OT cyber vulnerability. We um, we at Nexus Control, in um, collaboration with our other sister companies like in Baker Hughes family, have ex- expertise in providing various sensing solutions, various monitoring solutions, and uh, IoT Edge as well as cloud offering. And moreover, being in DCS business, we normally have access to most of the sense signal available in the plant that are directly or indirectly, individually or in the group can tell tell you about the health and performance of your process, your uh, health and performance of your equipment, uh, including the control system uh, itself. And we know how to access these signals. We know how to uh, process these signals, how to store those signals, either on-prem or in cloud. And further in collaboration with the customer subject matter expert and uh, our own experts in in Nexus Control and bigger bigger use family, we have expertise to digitize customer expertise, experience, knowledge of their equipment, and develop analytics that could provide required information and and the valuable insight, as well as certain in certain cases guidance that may directly 
uh, have direct bearing on their KPIs. So depending on the applications and customer acceptance, we can also adjust like uh, control system in real time to improve their plant uh, plant operations, to improve their uptimes, improve their productivity, daily maintenance. Uh, so in fact, Michelle, like uh, um, Nexus Control is well equipped to deliver on most of the example which I mentioned throughout this talk. And, uh, and I have absolutely no doubt that when customers look at these examples and that they, they look at what they can do um, and how they are going to uh, uh, affect customer operation, they will find that they will they will um, they are um, like will affect uh, they were they are there to improve their uptime I mean improve their uptime of their equipment and they can improve uh, customers and 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 customers bottom line directly. So I think Nexus Nexus Control uh, in short is well equipped along with this their um, uh, our sister companies within the bakeries family to deliver in in, uh, in this journey with our customer. Yes, I would agree. And I, I usually try not to answer my own questions, but as the product manager for services, I am aware of two new offerings that Nexus Controls has that are very relevant to 4IR. We have our delegate data monitoring package, which will collect and monitor data on the control system health, which yep. will help our users be able to focus more on optimizing their process and less having to worry about the health of their control system. And then we also have our virtual service offering, which um, includes a hands-free headset and some software that will help users who want to uh, get back up and running or connect with a remote expert rather than having to wait to send someone to site. And that expert will be able to see exactly what they're seeing. Um, this will also have capabilities around helping them to search across all of their relevant reference materials to find the pertinent information as quickly as possible. So we do have a lot of services that we can help customers with their 4IR journey. Yep. And and we're also working on a lot of other programs, like one of the programs has to do with, with the compressor falling and uh, figure out when the compressor falling happens, uh, like uh, how far it has degraded your operation and when it's the right time to do a mitigation action, which could be like a chemical wash or water wash or something like that. And there are, uh, there are other products also which 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 uh, Nexus Control or our business is developing in this, in this area. Yes. All right. Well, we are at time, but I cannot thank you enough for your expertise and your insights today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, thanks, Michelle. And sorry for my answers, which are normally tend to be very long for the short question. <laughs> um, no, I, I loved hope, it. I thought they were great. Um, but I hope uh, you enjoyed it. And uh, thanks for having me once again. Take care. Yes, you too. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks everyone for joining me for today's episode of Interactive Control, where we continued our discussion on 4IR, with more on edge computing, recommendations on how to get started with 4IR, and several other factors to consider, including cybersecurity. Don't forget to check out part one if you missed it. We at Nexus Controls hope you found this discussion helpful. If so, please subscribe to our podcast and tell all your control friends about us. You may also want to check out our website 
at nexuscontrols.com, where you can learn more about our digital services, such as remote monitoring and our new virtual assistant. Lastly, don't forget the title of this podcast is Interactive Control for a Reason. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover that we haven't yet, please send me a message over LinkedIn or email, and we'll do our best to cover it in a future episode. Thanks again, and bye for now.